Welcome to the Reawakening You podcast, where we thrive and grow beyond trauma and abuse. I'm Michelle Spexarth, and this is episode 19, Boundaries. Let's go. Hello, everyone. How is everybody doing? I know for us here, it is so, so cold. Right now it's negative five and that's super fun. We had to be out today for games and I was just thankful that it's all inside. So I'm home now and warm, drinking a cup of tea and just going to stay inside, possibly watch a movie a little bit later, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, today, what I wanted to talk with you about is boundaries, and I am doing a webinar on January 18th, Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and if you are catching this before that, then um, I'm going to put the um, the connection to that in the show notes so that you can sign up for it and you can show up and get the full, full thing of it, the full gamut of it. Um, But today I wanted to talk about um, just a little bit about what I am going to talk about in that because I think that a lot of times um, boundaries are seen as... um, things that we put and we impose on other people. And that's not what they're for. They're for us. They're to help our lives to be healthier. And um, so here we go. I'm going to jump right in. And yes, I'm going to be reading from something because I wrote it out so well and I love it. And I just wanted to share some of the um, some of the points with it. So we're going to start with um, the way, kind of like a background. So regardless of whether your background is corporate or a stay-at-home mom or just a stay-at-home wife or you just are a working mom or you're just a person out there that needs help with boundaries, um, this may be an area of of your life that you struggle with. In society, we're taught to be polite and nurturing and conform as women. Um, This is often translated as not standing up for oneself or having an opinion. In some instances, when a woman does voice her opinion or speaks up, she's viewed as a bitch or argumentative. This puts women in a confusing state, and they may stop standing up for themselves, which leads to an internal distrust because they aren't given safe space to be heard and acknowledged. They, they know there's importance to what they want to speak, but they question themselves when put in their place or led to feel they are being rude or disrespectful. However, they allow disrespect in themselves when they don't honor their voice to be heard or think they are out of line for wanting to speak up. So the today I wanted to share with you a healthy way to make a boundary for yourself that's kind, firm, and loving. But I wanted to first talk about why would you make a boundary, okay? So here are some reasons that I see. There's four reasons that I put to make a boundary. It's to protect your mental sanity, to protect your physical well-being, to protect your children, if applicable, or to protect your space. 
It's never to b supposed to be a threat to another person or a punishment. Um, one, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine um, just earlier today, and we were talking about this. And um, some people are okay with a person coming over to their house unannounced. They're perfectly okay with that. Um, other people, not so much. And there may be some people that you are fine with them just dropping by, and there may be some people that you're not fine with them dropping by. And so when we were talking about this, um, she's not okay with um, certain people dropping by. And they'll just stop by and then they'll just think that the whole world's supposed to, you know, they're supposed to let them in and, and the whole world's going to rotate around them when they get there. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I suggested to her was that if they did this, that you could just say, oh gosh, you know, this is not a good time um, for, for us to have company. And gosh, if you would have let me know that you were going to come by, or if we would have had a, a time set up that we knew you were coming, we would have totally let you, you know, come on in. But right now it's just really not a good time. And then you can just say, I'm so sorry, I'm going to have to let you go. And then you can just close the door. And um, this lets them know what is expected of them the next time. It lets them know where you stand. And it also lets them know that probably before this, you've let them know that this wasn't okay. And this is you saying, I am standing by this boundary that I've set. And this is what it needs to look like. If you want to come over, you're going to have to call me first, set up a time with us, make sure it's okay, um, or we can schedule something or whatever, but you can't just drop by. It's just not okay. And it's a kind way to do it. Um, it's firm, and you get to hold space for yourself. So one of the reasons that um, it's good to set these boundaries is because it is an act of love for yourself. And I want you to remember that when you do set a boundary for yourself, that this is an act of love for yourself. And sometimes it's an act of love for the other person too. So when we set that boundary, then we can, we can give them the respect <coughs> that we need for ourselves. We can also give them respect um, to them. And the reason that I say it like that is because sometimes we would rather, because we don't know how to set a boundary, we'd rather just like never see that person again. It's just easier not to ever see him again. Um, and sometimes that's really not what we're saying, but because we hide in the fear of setting that boundary, um, that's what ends up happening. And so I want us to think about that this boundary is for love of you and for them. And um, you can still let them be in your space. Um, but there are just certain guidelines that have to be followed. And that is doable also. Um, an example is if you've got somebody in your life that you know you're going to have them in your life. They're just going to be there. That's just the way it is. But you... Um, Honestly, you'd rather maybe not 
but you know that they're there. Sometimes, a lot of times this will happen with relatives, especially since we've had the holidays and stuff, and we probably discovered there's some things that we would wish we would have had boundaries on, but we didn't. So it's a really good time to look at this and to say, you know what, during Christmas, something happened and I did not like that. It was not, it, it was not great for me. Um, it was not great for the children or our family. And so we're going to set up some new guidelines for next year. You have all year to do it now. Um, but when you have somebody that's in your life like that and you set that boundary, um, then they get to have space in your life and you get to um, be with them too. And it can be in a space that is respectful and um, honorable to everybody. And you get to maybe enjoy them on a different level or something like that. And so I want you to just kind of think, think a little bit outside the box on that. You know, that sometimes when we set those boundaries, it does allow us to keep people in our lives that otherwise maybe we wouldn't. So um, another good part about boundaries is when you set them, you have to stick to them. You can't fudge sometimes and sometimes not with the person that you set that boundary with or for or whatever to to keep yourself where you need to be. Um because a lot of times when you get, when they're like, yeah, but you let me do it this time. And you're like, oh, that's because I was having a weak moment and I didn't keep my boundary there and I didn't call it out and I didn't stand firm to it. And so this can come back and bite you if you don't stay on your toes about it. Um, the other thing is that you are your protector. It's a serious job, but it's only one that you can do. And so when you look at what you need to do to protect yourself, or you, it, some people like to look at it as protecting your inner child. Um, you know, if the little child that's inside of you, we all have them. Um, if you are going to protect them, if you're going to say, you know what, it's okay for um, you to be around this person However, we're going to set a time limit on it, or we're going to um, only meet at their place or something like that. You're doing it out of the protection of the child. I know that there's, um, we don't have this now, but we have sometime in the past, um, my children will have friends and we love the little people that come over and want to spend time with my children. But I also know that it is healthier if they come here rather than go over there. And so I have put the boundary on, you know what, I would love for your friend to come over. That would be fantastic. However, and I don't really state this to the child because this is not something for them to bear and to, to carry. Um, I don't say, well, you're not going to be able to go over there. Um, but I know like from whatever situation is at the child's house that it's better for them to come to us. And so that would be a boundary that I would set. 
Um, like I said, we don't have anything like that going on right now, but we have in the past. And I was super grateful that I set that rule because I really feel like it was in the best interest of, um, of my child. And I have to protect that child because, well, they were given to me to do just that. And so we kind of need to think about that within, with the inner child that we have also so that um, we can protect them because we are our protector. Um, some examples that I've used with my kids of a boundary is, and they know this one so super well, it's hilarious, is um, the boundary of if you fight over a toy, you lose the toy. So if there's two children and they're fighting over this toy, then I just take the toy. And I could take it for the day. I could take it for a couple days. Um, I could just take it. Uh, you know, it just depends on the situation. But um, I have been known to do that. And so my kids always say, you fight, you lose. And they know that. And a lot of times before I would even step in, they would know this is the rule. You fight, you lose. They would figure it out themselves. They would take turns. They would negotiate time with whatever the toy was. Or they would figure out a way to play together with it. So I think that these are um, really good things um, for us to teach our children when they're small is to set those boundaries because then when they become teenagers and they start getting into um, friendships, relationships, whatever, that we can, um, we've already instilled that in them, that boundaries are healthy, boundaries are good. Um, my daughter has a boundary where um, she she doesn't just hug everybody. She hugs her girlfriends, um, but she does not hug guys. She has maybe a couple close guy friends. She will side hug them, but she does not like front hug them. That is a boundary for her. She has set that herself, and I'm super proud of her for doing that. And um, she will have like random guys sometimes be like, give me a hug. And she's like, yeah, I don't really do that. And um, they'll, they'll have said, well, I saw you hug your girlfriend over there. And she's like, yeah, well, that's my girlfriend. That's different. This is not that way. And so she is firm in doing that. Um, and part of that is because of just the human that she is. But part of it is because um, boundaries are being instilled and she understands that she sees that and she knows that they are super healthy for her um, to do um, other ones that you could come up with like one that that we have not stuck to lately but this isn't as big a thing anymore is if someone calls after 10 I will not be answering the phone <laughs> I just won't um, or if you have somebody that will, you know, you'll answer the phone and you'll talk to them and then before you know it, three or four hours has gone by and the whole time you're just like, you know, abusing yourself internally because, oh my gosh, I've got all these other things to do. I had stuff planned and now because I let them suck all this time that I can't do those other things, you know, so... And, the, and you don't even have to state this boundary to them. You or you could say, hey, look, I've got an hour. I have an hour that I get to visit with you or I've got 30 minutes that I can visit with you and then I have to go because I've got other things I need to get done. Even small things like that are boundaries, but it's about respecting yourself. And when they see that you're respecting yourself, they are going to be more willing to respect you also. 
and um, so I think that that's really um, good. And and I have with a lot of my friends, they know, I'll tell them as soon as they call, hey, look, I got 15 minutes and then I'm going to be walking into work. Okay, go. And they know that when I interrupt them at the 15 minute mark, that I'm going to be like, hey, okay, I got to go now. And I've already preempted, this is what it's going to look like. And then they're like, oh, yes, okay. And then we hang up and we go about our day. So these are the, I mean, they don't seem like big things. But for somebody that didn't have boundaries before and just like let people talk and, you know, whatever, these can be really very, very helpful. They also help you build the self-confidence in yourself that you've got yourself. You can trust yourself and you have your back. So I really, really want to encourage you to um, come to my class on Thursday. And if you miss the class and you still want to hear it, I am going to be recording it, and I would love to send you a replay of it. So reach out to me and let me know that you want to hear it if you don't make it by the 18th on a Thursday in January. <laughs> so I would love to share it with you. It's going to be part of my my knowledge series or whatever I decide to call it later on down the road. But I just wanted to throw these out, especially after the holidays, because I think that they are, it's super helpful to think about them now and to establish them within your family, within yourself, before you come up to the holidays again and go, oh crap, we're going to have to deal with whatever happened last year, we're going to have to deal with it again, and then frantically come up with something that that you didn't really get to think through as much as you did. And before I let you go, I wanted to offer you some questions to kind of think about when you are deciding to make some boundaries. Um, because a lot of times we will not make them out of fear um, or, you know, what else, whatever else. But here's some questions I want you to think about. I want you to ponder. Um, what fears do I have around establishing this boundary? What are the benefits of establishing this boundary? How will I set this boundary? We'll talk about that in class. How will I ensure that I honor my boundary? So I want you to think about those. And I want you to just like, um, I don't know, just ponder it a little bit. Write it down. I love to journal. Um, oh, good grief. I don't know how many books I have of journaling in my house. Um, so if somebody comes in and takes those, they're going to know so many things about me. But anyway, um, those are some things to think about. And I just really hope that everybody stays warm and that you have uh, just a great week. And I am so excited to see you the next time.